cartoon commentary is not intended for children. Tom, Keith, and Corey are usually wrong, and anything they say can and probably will offend you. Apologies in advance. Commence the podcast. Cartoon commentary. Boom. We are recording. Let me take a drink. Is that good for your condition? It's, it's one of those. Probably it's not. one of those stories where you need to take a drink first. You know, so Tom, you might want to take a drink. No, so fun. I told I told you guys. I literally just did. <laughs> so I told you guys actually it was um it was like earlier this month it was like three weeks ago um I had some minor surgery on a vein in my leg mm-hmm. um because I have some varicose veins and basically like there's one like big one. That's like causing problems like downstream towards the, the veins in the bottom of my leg. Would it, would that be like a leg hemorrhoid? I mean, no, like kind of. I mean, it is I, it is a, a vein that gets vein stretches it, out, yeah, right? Stretches Isn't that out what hemorrhoids bulbous. do? Yes, yeah, that's but the exactly hemorrhoid, what hemorrhoid the hemorrhoid does. is specific location to your your butthole. But yeah. <laughs> So the thing is, the 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 varicose vein, the the main one, which is in my thigh. Not your butthole. No, not my butthole. Okay. Uh, but it, it, that one actually, it doesn't really like bother me. Um, but the problem is, is that the other veins down further in my leg, like they get added pressure because that one vein is like blown out. So like blood doesn't move through the other veins as well. I don't know. It's, dude, I'm not a fucking doctor, Tom. We should just have you explain this. So anyway... I had a pers- I, I'm glad we clarified it was your leg and not your butthole. Mm. That was blown out. Yeah. <laughs> My butthole got blown out and now the blood doesn't go so good. <laughs> <laughs> you may be asking why you want blood in your butthole. Well, <laughs> oh. well listeners. <laughs> no, so so I had a I had a, a minor procedure like three weeks ago where they they put a, a wire into the vein and they do like radio ablation where they heat it up to try to mm. shrink the vein down and basically close it off. And uh, I went and had that done. And then, Tom, I think you actually missed the results of this. I think you were scared to hear stuff. Yeah, I, stuff. I actually took the he- the headset so, off because yeah. I was getting nauseous. So I'll give, you, I'll give you the real, you know, the cliff notes. Basically, like I had that done and then I went back the following, like they wrapped my leg up in ace bandages and whatever. And Mm -hmm. then um, I go back, like, a couple days later, and uh, they do, like, an ultrasound to, like, see, like, how the vein's looking. And then I follow up with the doctor right after the ultrasound, and he goes, uh, he goes, yeah, so it didn't, it didn't do anything. (laughs) And I was like, what do you mean it didn't do anything? He goes, I don't know, I've been doing this for a long time, just didn't do anything to you. And I was like, what the fuck? I was like, what, what do you mean? Like, and he was like, well, he goes, your, your vein's pretty pretty wide and i was like okay he goes and there's there's like a five percent chance of failure with this surgery and i was like oh i didn't know that cool Hmm. so he goes probably information you should have had before the surgery right like yeah Mm -hmm. one out of 20 tries it just fucking fails so um so he was (laughs) like well he goes you know the ultrasound did show that there's some scarring in the vein and when that heals it might actually shrink it somewhat uh it could shrink it all the way but probably not but we got to wait six weeks and then basically do an ultrasound to see, like, you know, the, the state of where it's at after it's, like, fully healed. 
And then uh, he goes, really, your best course of action, because he's like, there's no reason why it shouldn't work, is to just do it again. <laughs> hmm. So I was like, okay. It really seemed like something you were sold on. Yeah, well, well, I mean, I was like, I mean, are there, there's, there's other options, right? Like, in, this is just the best one. He's like, yeah, I mean, technically, technically they could do actual, like, this is like an inpatient procedure where they just like give you a bunch of shots of like Novocaine in your, in your leg to mm-hmm. numb it all up. And then they just like do it and you're awake. Can you just like lay there and stare at the ceiling? Oh, oh, it's really not that bad. I don't know. I'm, I'm fine with it. But, um, the other option is like, okay, well we could remove the vein, but that's like surgery. That's like put you under, Mm-hmm. you are under anesthesia and then they have to make an incision along the entire length of the vein and remove the vein, which is like a much more invasive surgery and you have a long scar and whatever. And he's like, honestly, he's like, I don't recommend that. He is, he goes, there's no reason why this other thing shouldn't work. So he's like, let's just try it again. And I was like, okay, so I guess we'll just try it again. So, in the meantime, like, you know, the whole reason why I went there is because, like, the le- the veins towards my, the bottom half of my shin towards my ankle were all getting, like, darkened and, like, closer to the skin. Ooh. Because they have, like, added pressure on them. Yeah. And what can happen, and this is, this is going to be the gross part. I am going to just... <laughs> no, don't, no, no, you stay, you stay right you stay with me, here. Tom. You stay here. You place your ear to that headphone, Tom. So what you, what you can have is you can have uh, what they call a vein rupture. Oh, God. No, come on. And uh, uh. so I took a shower this morning. Oh, no. And there was oh, one wow. spot that was like, like exceptionally close to the skin, and I knew it. Uh, I took a shower this morning. I got a shower, and I was just like, you know, like drying my hair off and whatnot. And then, like, I'm, like, standing in the bathroom, and then I look down, and there's just, like, blood. Like, everywhere. Jesus. Because, like, a tiny pinhole, basically, like, a tiny pinhole between the vein and my skin opened up. And because it was a tiny pinhole, it was, like, spraying just, like, a mist of blood. It was actually, like, spraying out of my leg. Oh, he sprung a leaf. I'm imagining it like uh, uh, Monty Python, the Holy Grail, like, that kind of spray. (laughs) But the the problem is that I did, did, Mm. yes, but I didn't actually see it for, like, probably a good, like, five minutes. So by the time I court low. by the time I saw it, it was just like there was just like spatters. There was like yeah, one, there he was saw like, it once he hit the floor exactly. as he was passing out. When I was like, man, I don't feel so, so good. So at some point, did you think it was like your time of the month or something, and we had heavy flow? No. So I looked down, and luckily, like the thing is that like I've had this this ongoing issue for a while, so I've already looked up all the terrible things that can happen to me. So like I looked I looked down and I was just like why is there blood everywhere? Oh, it's my leg. Like it just uh-huh. immediately I was just like, "Oh, I know it's it, okay, there it is." Yep. Like and then the problem is though, it's like it's like it's like a dam that has a hole in it where I'm just like, "Okay, so I put my hand on it and I stop it." And I'm like, "All right, but I'm totally naked. <laughs> There's like blood all over the floor." And 
I'm I'm literally just like holding one finger on top of this, and I'm like, okay, like I, if I hold this, it's not bleeding. <laughs> You'll be alive. Yeah, but like, but then I'm just like, well, how do I, how do I, how do I like wrap this? Like, what do I, what do I have? What do I have here to wrap this up with? Because like, I can't just like, I'm trying to get ready in the morning. I'm literally about to go like wake my kids up and get them dressed, and I'm just like, <laughs> there's blood all over the floor here, and I have to like also wrap this up and stop the stop it from bleeding and then just like i was just like what the fuck am i doing so of course like i'm i'm like rubbing like i'm i have one hand on like the it's like a couple inches above my ankle so i'm literally like doubled over i have one (laughs) hand on it just like holding it and then then, like my so my head is like counter level and i'm like opening the drawers just being like please let there be some band-aids in here so so did you try and do something while you were down there yeah yeah you know uh no the gut the gut got in the way couldn't couldn't manage it so um but you know so i found a um i found some band-aids i found some frozen band-aids uh so i slapped a a nice elsa band-aid on top of the the nice. the spurting blood. I've been I've been rocking. Uh, we just ran out of them, but I've been rocking Power Ranger band aids. Oh, and nice! I have some Avengers band aids actually in my hand because I had to buy some more. So so the Elsa band aid. I put the Elsa band aid on it, and that stopped it initially, but it was just kind of like leaking down a little bit through the band aid, and I was just like, shit. So I found that like I had a travel like a like a travel um, bathroom bag, you know, that you put like your toothbrush and deodorant and all that stuff in i had one of those that had like a little pack of band-aids in it so then and there were like normal like adult size band-aids so i grabbed one of those <laughs> and threw it on top of the elsa band-aid and like the the pressure from the two of those things stopped it and then uh and then i just like then i just had to like mop up the bathroom floor and like <laughs> clean Damn. off clean off my feet like because it was it was literally just like it was like this weird just blood fountain out of my oh. leg that was like it wasn't like it wasn't spraying a lot at once, but it was the, like it was like a pinhole stream of blood that was just spraying oh. out like six inches. Oh. It was just terrible. So, so I clean all that up, and then like I uh, you know get the kids ready and whatever, and like I go downstairs at one point. I put Levi in the pack and play, and I get him a bottle of milk and. And then I'm like, all right, I need something like I need a better Band-Aid situation. So like I went into the bathroom downstairs, I got Band-Aids ready and then like took those other ones off, slapped on like brand new, like the good Band-Aids that I have, like the fabric ones that like rip off all your hair when you pull them off. Like these things are just like fucking, it's like putting duct tape with a piece of gauze on your leg. So like I put, I put two of those over it and like that was good. That had it sealed up nice and good. But, um... (laughs) But yeah, man, shit's like, like, I, and I'm, I'm good with blood, but like, there's a certain, and the thing is, it was not like, you know, blood spread out looks like a lot of blood. It wasn't really a lot of blood. Yeah. Um, but like when you see blood spraying out of part of your body, <laughs> we're just trying to get Tom even, to pass out. Even, even if it's, it. even if it's not a lot, it's, it's, it's disconcerting where you just go, Okay. I'm not going to die right now, but like, if I don't solve this, that's on the table. Oh man. Like I just realized, hold on. I just realized, am I going to have to put a disclaimer on this podcast for people that are driving? Like (laughs) Tom's going to have to skip this one if he's driving to work. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, you'll need to put a disclaimer on for me. 
Yeah, just for Tom. <laughs> hey, Tom, don't listen please, to this one. please remember that this is the one where Keith talks about blood for 30 minutes. Yeah, yeah. after I already crashed. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, so, now I'm just like, honestly, I'm like super pissed because I'm just like, why didn't that fucking surgery work the first time? Because this never would have fucking happened. And now I'm just like technically like it's one of those things where it's like it's small enough where i think i can just manage it myself but at the same time (laughs) like so like later in the day like hours later i decided like oh let me take the band-aids off and just like see if it's still bleeding or not and i took the band-aids off and i was like huh it's not bleeding anymore let me put up another Band-Aid on just in case. And as soon as I put the next Band-Aid on, it was like, it nope, <laughs> nope, doing oh, it again, oh, all oh, over oh. again. And I was just like, oh, wow. come on. So then I put like, I put like two Band-Aids over it. And then I took like, I had a wide roll of that, you know, like paper, papery tape that they use to like, yeah. you know, tape gauze onto you. So I put the two Band-Aids on, like, I put one on it. It looked like it was going to go through. So I put another one on for extra pressure. And then I taped around it like Mm -hmm. three times. And like that seemed to like put enough pressure on it to like work. And I'm just like, well, let's see how the shower goes tomorrow. Because what I might end up doing is like in the morning, I'm probably not even going to remove it. I'm going to shower with that on. And then like after I drop the kids off at school and shit, I'm going to come back home probably like get everything prepped up to redress it take take the dressing off see if it happens again and if it happens again i'm just gonna call the doctor and just be like listen because the thing is i know that they have they have stuff where like i wouldn't even i would just wait for the the band-aid to fall off (laughs) well no i have paper tape like wrapped all All the way around so that's gonna stay on but no, like, the thing is, though, is that, like, I know that the doctor has stuff for things like this where they, like, they can give you an injection. Yeah, cauterize your leg yeah, again. Yeah, well, no, 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 no. That was, like, that was, like, a whole vein. They have, they have. Keith, st- Keith, go get Nikki to warm lighter. up the iron. This, yeah, there you yeah. go. Grab a lighter, just hold it to your leg and so, stop bleeding. No, they yeah. have, they have some sort of, like, uh, medication in needle form that they can just, like, inject into a very like small vein to, like, destroy it, essentially. It's probably called heroin, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that was dangerous. I but, just took a sip. <laughs> <laughs> no, but they, that all over my but they have they have injections for things like spider veins where they literally inject it and it just closes all the veins off and that's how they get rid of spider veins so for something like this they probably have something very similar where it's just a localized injection right into the vein my other varicose vein is much larger and deeper which is why they can't do that kind of thing for it but i'm thinking that i'm just like well shit like tomorrow if this thing is still bleeding then I'm going to have to call and try to like get in there and they're going to have to do something. And I'm just like, man, why didn't the initial surgery work? Like I didn't know there was a 5% chance of failure. I didn't know my doctor only had a 95. (laughs) I I would have searched. I would, Hey, that's a solid, that's a solid a, I would have searched for an a plus. I would have went for an a plus doctor. If I found an a plus doctor, you know, well, Mm. it could be worse. You could have a doctor as bad as mine. <laughs> Which is... Do we need... We're playing bingo again? We gotta talk about my dick? Oh. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh. I didn't know... I, it's Corey, you've had a couple things done the past few years. I gotta, I I gotta refresh my drink then. Uh, I'm out. Sure, We've been sure. playing bingo. Your, your, your doctor that let your dick just 
Yeah. You just eyeballed it, you know. Yeah. <laughs> we got to cut a little piece of this off. I'm just going to wing it. You know, yeah. like like when you go to get anything, you go to get a tattoo, just, you know. and they're like, "I could stencil this out. I'm going to freehand it, though." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you've had enough tequila, right? <laughs> uh, oh man, yeah. Uh, did Tom actually leave? Uh, he he did mute he himself, might have. so he might he have. might have. But he might have he might have actually went to go get another drink. So. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm I'm here. I just couldn't, I couldn't unmute. Uh, I couldn't unmute the microphone quick oh, enough. Okay, okay. Because I was I was moving around. I'm like, oh, I don't want them hearing me moving around and adjusting stuff and moving the mic. So so I should be good, but hopefully I don't just start spontaneously bleeding uh, yeah. while we're recording. Which it's been good. It's been good for hours and hours now. So it's you know I'm just hoping I, I'm like shit. I want you to make it through the make it through the night. Make it through the morning time and then you know call a doctor and just be like hey i got a <laughs> blood fountain in my leg <laughs> come and fix it or where do i have to go i'm bleeding profusely <laughs> what should i do they kicked me out of the golden corral because i tried to compare it against the chocolate fountain <laughs> fucking bled all over the fresh fruit it was just terrible they kicked me, they kicked me out of the ruby tuesdays because i i, I sprayed on the fucking salad bar <laughs> uh, i hope i got that restaurant right i actually don't really like ruby yeah oh tuesdays. no ruby you tuesdays did. used to have the salad they bar, the I, salad bar. I, do they still have it i think they still do are they even still in business what are you talking uh, about? No, i haven't there's been to one, one in, in years mall. there's one in the mall but it's it's a horrible restaurant people go to the mall they're like yeah barely <laughs> <laughs> there, there's like one item on their entire menu that I'll order, and it's the only reason we go there is because of convenience. Sometimes I would imagine that item well. is labeled "not the salad bar." I think it's I think it's some <laughs> sort of mac and cheese with chicken or something. Like there that. you go. Mm. Oh man. Yep. Ooh, what's up, Internet? Welcome to Cartoon Commentary, a podcast where three Joes in their thirties talk about old, new. And sometimes weird cartoons. I'm Corey, Destro Zamier. I'm Tom, an all-American hero, O'Connell. I'm Keith, just going to Patagonia myself on the back, Barnofsky. Nice. I was wondering if you were going to catch that. Oh, yeah. I was debating whether or not I was going to use that in the intro or just wait for it, you know? Mm. Mm. So, first, before I start, uh, what is your guys familiarity with gi joe hmm keith do you want to go first sure so i definitely had watched some gi joe when i was a kid i had some gi joe action figures because uh, mm-hmm. i feel like gi joe was one of those things like based on when we were born you know 86 uh G.I. Joe was just a thing that, like, everybody was supposed to know about. But, like, I feel like some people were really into it and some people just knew about it. And, like, like I, I was the kind of person, the kind of kid that had a couple action figures and, like, kind of knew about it and saw some of the show. But I wasn't, like, super invested in it. So, okay. uh, very light amount of knowledge and had fully like our like i had the action figures i had a couple action figures that were like fully articulable and had 
not only that, but had like rubber bands in them so they could do like spinning yeah, kicks yeah. if the, you like wound the... them up and shit. Ah, what? You like you not twist on purpose. Their... <laughs> well, yeah, like the 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 torso and the legs. Yeah, yeah. Would, like had so a rubber band so you, you could... could do, but you're not supposed to. It's not like an action feature that they. Oh no, I did. I did because it was cool. You could make their legs go like a helicopter. And then they started squirting blood and everywhere. They, and, then they, <laughs> and then they broke, and then your toy fell apart. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The rubber bands broke eventually. Yeah. Okay. It's yeah, totally yeah. true. Um, yeah, I'm pretty much in the same boat with Keith, maybe even a little less knowledgeable. Uh, I did not personally own any G.I. Joe figures, uh, but my brother Chris had a couple. And that's, like, for whatever reason, I, I watched... All these other cartoons around that time, I knew of G.I. Joe, uh, but I, I may have watched two episodes ever, and, like, the kids on my street, I'd go over to, like, play with them, and I'd bring my action figures, and they'd have theirs, and I'd bring my Ninja Turtles over, and they'd have their G.I. Joes, and I'm always like, the fuck? And, uh, <laughs> yeah, so, I, I don't know, I was always, when it came to, like, action figure uh, kind of shows it, it was the Ninja Turtles all the way for me. I had tons and yeah, tons yeah, of Ninja yeah. Turtle figures, yeah. but no, me too. Yeah, I, I I couldn't. There was really I can't think of any other cartoon where I had tons of those figures, and and like I said, I didn't have any GI Joes. I might have watched two episodes. I knew of GI Joe, but it you know I I, I couldn't tell you what channel it was on or when it even played. So mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, so oddly enough, we all had the same familiarity with G.I. Joe. No shit. No. <laughs> yeah, I, to be honest, I picked this episode because I actually first watched this episode, I guess I should preface this with, when I was searching for other streaming services to find cartoons on, uh... This is the ep- this is the cartoon that I found on Tubi. For the first time. Hmm. This was like probably three or four months ago that I first watched this episode. Probably before Christmas. Oh, wow. And I put it in the bank because I was like, alright. I have a feeling, just based on the things we've talked about our entire lives, that they have no familiarity with G.I. Joe. (laughs) I have almost no familiarity with G.I. Joe, but I have the benefit of knowing a little bit about everything when it comes to toys mm-hmm. and pop culture in general. Like, that's just, like, you know, Tom studies physics, Keith knows how to cook and knows numbers. I know all this useless information, so <laughs> it's just kind of there. Um, and I figured it would be a shame if we do all these other 80s cartoons and no one ever picks a G.I. Joe episode because we just happen to not mm. be in it, into it, you know? Mm-hmm. So I figured I would, I would not so much bite the bullet because I actually enjoyed this episode a lot. Yeah, uh, yeah it was good. It was good, but and... let, me, let, me, let me ask a quick question, though. <laughs> sure. So from what I remembered of watching G.I. Joe, this didn't happen in this episode. When I was a kid and I watched G.I. Joe, and I don't know if it was this same series maybe later on or if it was there was a second G.I. Joe series, but I remember there being a point of at the end of the episode, there was like oh, a yeah. very vague lesson yeah. where yep. they're like, and so, now you know. The more you and, know. Or, and, yeah. Knowing and is half the battle. Knowing That's is half it. the battle. Exactly. So one thing you have to keep in mind, this is episode seven. 
yeah. of a series that spans years. Yeah, years, seasons, tens of episodes. I actually don't know how many episodes G.I. Joe has, to be honest with you. I know mm. it's enough to fit on a box that's similar to it's similar in size to the Transformers, so I'm assuming maybe sixty to eighty somewhere in there amount of episodes. Yeah. Hmm. And it's yeah. probably something that happened started happening eventually, but they probably didn't kick off the show with that. Yeah. Um, my main familiarity with G.I. Joe is actually from the movie. Because I had the VHS tape, and if we've learned anything about me and my VHS tapes <laughs> and cartoons, is I'll watch the absolute shit out of them. Yep. <laughs> actually, if you, if you want to distract Corey from anything, you just throw a VHS tape on the ground, and he just... <laughs> it's just like, oh, gotta gotta bring no, this home and watch so, it forty five times. It's funny because <laughs> just like we were talking about band aids before, I don't even have to get up to reach a VHS tape because I recently <laughs> was going through my childhood toys that were from my mom's uh, shed, mm. and in in the bin that had all my old Power of the Force Star Wars vehicles. Uh, as I as I'm saying this sentence, I'm looking down the barrel of an Adats uh, gun that's on my <laughs> desk. Or, I'm sorry, ATAT. Yeah, yeah. I can't. I I blame people we went to school with. You know who you are for calling <laughs> it an Adat. Yeah, and everybody else that collects that calls it an Adat because if it's an Adat, what the fuck is an ATST? And at street, that's 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 no, it's stupid. <laughs> it's at at. Yeah. Mm. Uh, well, Corey, I think I could do you one better. Uh, you know, I'm staying at my grandmother's. She's recovering from a heart procedure, so uh, the room I'm staying in has a closet, and I've been hanging my clothes in there. And I opened up the door, and uh, I, I happened to look up above, and there was a box of VHS tapes. And there's a copy of Cool Runnings on VHS. And I I was really thinking, because there's a VCR up here, uh, upstairs as well. I was thinking of trying to figure out how I could get like an adapter so I could connect it to my smart TV. Just so I could watch (laughs) Cool Runnings on VHS. I'm pretty sure you could just watch it on Netflix or something. I know. Or any streaming service. I'll be back. Or Disney Plus. I'll be back. Levi just woke up and he's got cold, so I'll be back. Uh, We we can continue talking about this... uh, VHS tape that I'm holding in my hands because I think it's kind of interesting. So <laughs> one of the things we used to do because I, I wasn't all, I was very spoiled, but I wasn't always spoiled in the same way as a kid. Mm-hmm. I was very spoiled in the sense of getting a lot of toys. Hmm. But when it came to VHS tapes, the reason GI Joe the movie and X Men uh, prior to the X Men and even Night of the Sentinels, when uh, that first VHS tape came out for the animated series of X-Men, you know, went to VHS. I used to watch those over and over again, but when it came to other things, like movies, we used to just tape it off the TV. Yeah. Yeah, we did that too. (laughs) So I hold in my hand a mystery VHS tape that says Beauty and the Beast, and that's crossed out. Pinocchio, and that's crossed out. Cinderella, and that's crossed out. (laughs) 
And the last thing that's on here that I could make sense of is Power Rangers 4. But that's crossed out. And then there's a weird symbol and then a 5. Huh. So I have absolutely no idea what this is, and I don't own a VCR anymore, so I don't know what to do with it. But it feels weird to just throw it out, so it's just been sitting on my desk. (laughs) But like we were talking about before with the whole Keith had a few action figures, I definitely had a few G.I. Joes. Um, Honestly, I feel like back then... I wouldn't so much, aside from turtles, turtles were like my main thing, Mm. but aside from turtles, there wasn't really, and eventually X-Men, Toy Biz, and Spider-Man, but I'm talking like when I was young, young, like, you know, before 92, there wasn't really anything that I gravitated towards aside from turtles, but every once in a while, you'd end up in a situation where it'd be like, oh... I have all these turtles. Spoiled <laughs> kid problems, you know? So you end up dipping your toe into other toy lines, and that's how I ended up with, like, a few Transformers Action Masters figures, mm. which, in retrospect, I love, and I have actually displayed on my shelf now, because mm-hmm. I found those in, in the shed. <laughs> but, like, back then, if you asked any other kid, they probably would have thought that toy sucked, because it's a Transformer that doesn't transform. Yeah. But, like, it's so much more, it has so much more playability because the transforming Transformers pretty much just do that and Mm. then will start to fall apart if you try to actually play with it. Mm. Um, But, like, G.I. Joe also had a lot of playability despite how fragile they were (laughs) in (laughs) retrospect with the elastics inside. Mm. And I had a few of them. I feel like I had one. I have no idea what his name is. Hopefully, a listener out there will understand this description. And I could, I, I could surely look it up, but I'm not going to because I think it's ridiculous. <laughs> uh, he looks like a white version of. Uh, man, I'm gonna have to cut this out because I can't remember the name. Webster is Webster a black guy, Tom? Yeah, he 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 was uh, Gary Coleman, right? Yeah, yeah. He looks like a white version of Gary Coleman. Oh shit! He's like this random GI Joe that has no shirt on, and a weird haircut and a bandana. <laughs> and that's what I always like looked at him, and I was just like, this guy looks like so familiar, but white. Future self probably cut all this out because I, I don't think that's even an accurate description. Because <laughs> like he looks, I can picture what he looks like. I just in in retrospect, I don't think he looks like Gary Coleman. It's someone else. Okay, well along these lines, Gary Coleman is no, he does look like Gary Coleman. He's a white Gary Coleman with a bandana. I'm looking <laughs> at it right now. Okay, then don't cut it. I out. wish I wish I knew what this figure was called. I could go to yojo.com and figure it out, but we're doing a podcast right now. Yeah. Well, but that, that if made Keith me... never comes back, we might not be doing a podcast right now. That's true. But that did did make me think, as you were saying it looked like a white Gary Coleman. Uh, besides Ninja Turtles, the only other couple like 
toy lines I could think of were movie related, you know, and and one of them was the Flintstones movie that came out the li- live action version yep. with uh, you know John Goodman, Rick Moranis, uh, uh, and Rosie O'Donnell who was Betty Rubble. Yeah. And I had the weird casting choice in retrospect. Really, yeah, it was. Uh, But even weirder is the toy line that came out. The bodies and everything looked like you know the the cartoons, but then they had these you know plastic heads that were molded that that actually looked like John Goodman's face and his head and the you know Rosie O'Donnell. Yeah, and. I remember being little, and and it's like, okay, Fred, Fred Flintstone, okay, I guess, yeah, it kind of looks like the cartoon Fred, okay, and Barney Rubble, well, that, that's a little weird, but okay, yeah, but the Rosie O'Donnell one killed me, even as a kid, I'm just like, what the fuck, and I'm not saying it didn't look like Rosie, it looked just like her, but I'm like, this is not Betty, what, the, I mean, at least the toy just didn't, it just seems so weird, and uh, I think couple years ago i was helping my mother clean out her basement and i came across that and i i almost had a heart attack because i was laughing so hard at it because even now i look down like jesus what this is such a weird design idea for these these action these figures (laughs) because they the heads were soft too they were real rubbery like you could squish the heads but the bodies were hard which was what was really weird and uh, so you could squeeze their heads and like make their faces look really bizarre and and uh, yeah, it, it, weird action figures. Mm. Uh. <laughs> All right, so I'm sending in the group chat, and Dylan, who's not on the podcast, is going to be like, "What the fuck is happening?" <laughs> Take a look at this picture when you get a chance. Yes, because this is the figure that I think looks like a white Gary Cole. <laughs> <laughs> So his name, for some reason, I holy guess is, shit, you're right, is Road Pig. Horrible name. Yeah, but I remember it was always funny. Like looking back at him now, he's just like, all right, so he has an anarchy tattoo. Hmm. He's got. I'm pretty sure he didn't come with um any sort of crossbow or anything, but he has crossbow bolts or arrows on his leg, <laughs> and. In a series where everybody's firing lasers at each other, why aren't you wearing a shirt, dude? Yeah. For what reason? Because he's badass. Uh, he's Road Pig. You ain't gonna tell Road Pig to put a shirt on. Yeah, Road Pig does what the fuck Road Pig <laughs> wants to do. <laughs> I wish <laughs> I wish Road Pig was in this episode so I could keep <laughs> saying Road Pig. Yeah. Damn it. We gotta find an episode with him in it and do that sometime in the future. <laughs> I'd very much be happy to say I'm Tom Road Pig O'Connell. Hey listeners, Corey here, real quick to see if you can help us out and grow the podcast by leaving a five star rating on iTunes. Also, if you enjoy the show, wouldn't it be great to share it with friends and family? Just a suggestion. Now, I told you guys previously to today about getting the toys from my mom's house, right? I believe so, yeah. That sounds familiar. And I was hoping, because it was like my old turtle toy chest, Mm -hmm. that it had, you know, turtles in it. 
There's not a single turtle anywhere here. Ah. The toy chest was apparently filled with toys that I probably couldn't be bothered with mm. for the most part, and like parts and McDonald's toys. <laughs> and just like a whole bunch of stuff like like the best thing that was in there was probably um the gargoyles figures. Oh, nice. There were a few gargoyles figures, but they weren't like the real the regular figures. They were like, here's the robot version. Oh, yeah. I, I remember like, the one of them was missing ones, a wing. Yeah. They're all like missing their tails. Mm. They're just like a whole bunch of disappointment generally. Hey, but, is uh, Gargoyles on um, Disney Plus? Disney, yeah. Okay, cool. Because we haven't done Gargoyles yet, right? No, I've looked at a few episodes, but it takes a little while to get going, it looks like. Yeah, and another thing, like, I, I remember looking up, uh, you know, the best rated ones, mm-hmm. and a lot of them are, like, part three of this yeah. part five, and it's yep. like, oh, I, I, I want to join in the middle of it. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I got around to opening up my the the other the last bin basically from there, mm. and it was all my Star Wars vehicles. Mm. So I got my Millennium Falcon, the Slave One, the cool. ATAT, and I was I started looking into it, and I'm literally probably like four or five vehicles away of ha- from having all the vehicles. Huh. In the power of the force line, hmm, cool. so I might actually try for that because I actually got one this weekend at the flea market for twenty dollars. Hmm. I got I got Darth Vader's Tie Fighter in the box, brand new. Wow, which is it sounds impressive, but it's only worth like sixty dollars at most. Well, but you know, twenty bucks. Yeah, not bad. But the thing that really surprised me is everything is in like really good condition. And has like everything. It's not, there, none of them are missing parts. The ones that randomly had batteries in them, I was able to get the batteries out, and they didn't corrode too much. Wow, running pretty good. Yeah, hmm. for someone who thought it was turtle stuff, you know, at least. <laughs> yeah, we ran. We were uh, doing stuff in the cellar not too long ago. And uh, we ran into a box of McDonald's, you know, the Happy Meal toys. And we had, like, a full set of the Halloween McNuggets. You know, the Chicken McNuggets. Yeah, with the, Mm -hmm. yeah. And and I started to laugh, and, like, my mother got offended. Like, these are treasured heirlooms, you know. You don't make fun of these. Like, for whatever reason, my mother... My mother has placed they, such an a, enormous value on them. Were they open? Oh, of course. They were opened yeah, yeah. and played with. So for, for a normal person, they have no almost no value. But for mom, there's this huge sentimental value. And she thinks they're the, like, the most important things in the cellar. And it's like, okay, well, we also need to get crap out of here. So decide what you want to do with those, mom. All right, so... One of the things, like I was saying about the whole uh, having the VHS tape for the movie, have you guys ever seen the movie? Mm, Maybe. I want to say that I did, but I probably don't honestly remember anything about it. Yeah, I saw 
bits of it when I was a kid once. Okay, because I, I, while Keith was gone, take a peek behind the curtain, I guess, I was watching the opener for the movie, and I'm like halfway through it. It's, it's such a fucking banger of an opener. <laughs> really? I gotta say. See, I was gonna mention this at the end of the podcast, but I'm on like this slippery slope with G.I. Joe, I think. <laughs> where I don't want to watch more of it because I can't afford it. <laughs> <laughs> so it it is like a drug addiction then. You're like you are well, you're the, like, I don't know. Heroin so heroin's thing. really fun, man, but if I start shooting it, it's like I, well, I just smoked a little bit. So So I've been <laughs> falling into toy collecting lately. More than vi- more than video game collection. I was gonna say, what do you mean lately? Uh, Hold on. No, no, it's pretty recent. <laughs> uh, it's like the last yeah, the last twenty years. Yeah. You've definitely collected. you have definitely collected more video games than toys, but you've definitely collected some toys. Yeah, but not not like, to this degree. Yeah, just sporadic. So one of the things that I'm running into is I keep running into really good prices on, like, current release G.I. Joes. Hmm. <laughs> and it was always like, all right, well, I, you know, I'm a reseller as as a profession, so it was just like, eh, if they were good enough price, I would pick them up and flip them on eBay or Amazon, whatever. Yep. Mm-hmm. But now, like, the more I watch and the more I see of these characters, I'm just like, maybe this one I'll keep. <laughs> maybe maybe this is the one that is going to make me want to keep because because Hasbro is kind of killing it right now. Hasbro makes the Power Ranger figures I collect, they make the Marvel Legend figures I collect. I actually don't know for sure. Oh yeah, they make the Transformers figures I collect. Hmm. Um so it's like I pretty much am a Hasbro collector at this point. <laughs> Hasbro sponsor the podcast. Um but it's a slippery slope with G.I. Joe because all the other, all those other things I've had nostalgia for and like have current interest in. Oh, and also they make Star Wars figures, <laughs> which I'm into. Which yep. although that one's like the line where I'm the most standoffish because there's a lot of garbage in it too. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, I guess it's really dangerous that I've selected this for the podcast because watching the episode today makes me want to watch more and this is the only episode i've seen in the last like 15 20 years however long it's been um but i guess we can hop right into the episode hold on right before you do that i just gotta have one quick thing to add just because you mentioned star wars and collectibles and i saw this recently so when the Phantom Menace came out, mm-hmm. there was apparently a big, a big flop of an item that they tried to sell, uh, and it was the rip jar- it, grip it and rip it, grip it and rip it, uh, get your grip it and rip it shirts. <laughs> no, it was the <laughs> it was the Jar Jar Banks lollipop. Oh, weird. have you have you guys? No, but have you guys heard of this no. lollipop? So, real quick, huh. just open up Google. Fuck me. Here and just go. Google Jar Jar Banks Lollipop. And it, the first... It better not be like a two girls, one cup thing, Keith. No. 
No, it's probably worse to be honest. Oh God! <laughs> it's you Google Jar Jar Binks lollipop. Fucking Jar Jar's mouth. <laughs> it ah! is, it is, it's Ew. it's a it's a tube with Jar Jar's like head on it, toy. mouth That's... agape, and the lollipop is his tongue. So basically, Why? the lollipop is you. Why would they do this? The lollipop is you deep throating Jar Jar's tongue. Yeah. And, oh my God. And it is apparently like one of it's in like the one of the worst Star Wars like you know uh not memorabilia but just merchandise flops yeah, yeah. so because uh, so, somebody the thing is somebody somebody at star wars was just like oh everybody's gonna love jar jar let's make well, a that's lollipop the thing is that's what they thought oh, that's how misguided terrible. they were i know so do you guys know what happened recently? Wait, no, but this is how deep I, it goes though. This is how deep it goes. <laughs> so they go every we everybody was going to love Jar Jar so much that they Jar-Jar. wanted to yeah, Jar Jar. <laughs> <Jar-Jar. laughs> you me? <laughs> everybody was going to love him so much that they wanted to suck his tongue <laughs> in candy form. Like the kids are going to want to make out with Jar Jar. Yeah. I was going to say at least they didn't go with their first idea with the Jar Jar <laughs> penis pop. <laughs> You're gonna love no, it so much. So we're get, going off on a weird tangent here, but yep. Ahmed Best, the actor who played him, has had like a really shit time of it because everybody ridiculed him because he was playing the everybody's least favorite character from Star Wars. I believe yeah. that he did a fantastic job. It's just that the, oh, char- no, the, the character was terrible. Yeah, but Star Wars fans are horrible. For but the this, most part. but this, so, but this is like hating the actor that played King Joffrey in Game of Thrones. No, exactly. He, he did mm. a fantastic job because he 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 evoked so much hatred out of you. So by here's playing the that thing. Character. Here's the thing, and this is minor minor spoilers for the Mandalorian. You tell me Jar Jar comes back in the Mandalorian. No, but Ahmed Best does. Okay, I'm fine with that. That's and he fine. Gets to, he gets to have a different character and gets to redeem himself <laughs> and be immortalized in Star I was, Wars. I was going to say, is his name like, it's, is it like... You know, I it's, actually it's, don't it's, know... It's Barpar. I don't know what his name is. Barpar. No relation. He's part of a... Kelleran Beck. Yes, sorry. he's part of a flashback. Oh, sure. All right. So, but he's not even a Gungan or whatever, right? Like, no, no, no. Okay. It's just him. Totally different. Yeah. It's just him. All right. That's that's totally fine. I, I yeah, was going to so say I, if I they if they, if they brought Jar Jar or if they brought a Gungan into the like, the the Mandalorian and had him voice, I don't it, think they're ever going to show for... a Gungan again in the Star Wars universe if they could <sighs> if they could prevent it. <laughs> I mean, like it's well, such a bad taste in everybody's mouth. But the thing about how many times you see Jawas and and Tusken Raiders compared to Gungans. But then they they had the Gungans in the Clone Wars, the the animated series. Like, all the seasons had Gungans in at least one or two episodes. And and Jar Jar Binks, the character and the actor... Because well, they're like native to Naboo, so it's like. Well, there there were a number of episodes where they were back on Naboo during the okay. Clone Wars, yeah. But also, Jar Jar was in the Senate, and and um, yeah. you know, so but but the guy well, that's who voiced the movies kind of fucked them there. Yeah, uh, but the guy who voiced Jar Jar or acted as a well, this guy, he he ended up uh, doing the voice during the Clone Wars too, and I actually. <laughs> I went from I couldn't stand Jar Jar Binks from the movies, but mm-hmm. 
when I watched the Clone Wars, it kind of, it kind of, especially there's one episode. It's like a, it's really wild. It features Jar Jar Binks and Mace Windu. They're on like a diplomatic mission a together. Pen. I know it's it's absolutely like a mind blowing combination, but it worked, and I really liked the episode. I remember thinking Jar Jar ain't so bad. I, so the thing is, I feel like honestly. Jar Jar gets a lot of heat, and I don't like him either. But <laughs> I think that it's because internet culture wasn't where it should have been. Like for that movie to get released with Jar Jar, I think that if the Phantom Menace came out now, or even five well, years ago, Jar Jar would have been so highly memeable. People be sticking that lollipop well, up their asses he, he, right he, now. No, <laughs> yeah, that's true. But um, there'd be a markup on eBay, dude. Uh, yeah, OnlyFans girls would be selling those yep. things like hotcakes. Yep. They'd be like, here's the panties, here's the Jar Jar. Go nuts. Um, this Jar Jar target's been up my ass. Pay money for it. But, oh, that's... I'm glad I edit uh, this so no one can sound clip that. <laughs> oh. Come on, that's our t-shirt for this episode. Corey, but we, but we know we know your fortitude with, with these episodes. By the time you get there, you're mm. like, ah, fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> Just leave it in. Any, anything goes. <laughs> there's, there's been episodes that I've listened to after the fact where Corey's just like, yeah, I'm definitely cutting that out. And I'm like, well, you fucking didn't. <laughs> no. <laughs> you didn't. <laughs> it depends on how much it made me laugh when I was listening to it. Yeah. But this is the thing, though, is that my whole point is is that when The Phantom Menace came out, this is before memes, really. There's lots of memes on Star Wars now, but I would say that if The Phantom Menace came out now, obviously with updated CGI graphics, whatever, um, I would think that actually Jar Jar would be put into so many memes that people would end up loving him just through the meme culture, like instead of the mm. movie. And I think or that they would have a different perspective. Or if they just had the foresight not to have him talk like a jackass. Because mm. I think that was part of the issue with he's him. So, oh, so many things he dumbass. So many things he would issue. say that no one knew what the fuck he meant. Yes. Like, you sub bomb bad general. Just like, what the fuck does that mean? Yeah. Yeah. They gave him... Like, at least with, like, Huttis back in the day, like, calling someone Bantha Poodoo, you can kind of figure it the fuck out. Yeah, well, you were (laughs) like, okay, that's derogatory. Got it. Yeah. Yeah, you fucking nerf herder. (laughs) Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, whoa. Don't say say that (laughs) N-word. Yeah, not on the podcast, Corey. You're gonna get canceled. (laughs) I'm the only one that can say it. I know. Technically, Corey is the only one. Yes, I'm half Nerfurter, I guess. Um, It just—it just makes me think of somebody. It makes me think of somebody that like herds cattle using Nerf guns. Or they have like a flock of sheep. They have a flock of sheep and like two of those battery powered like machine gun nerf guns. And they're just, just running shooting these sheep to get them. I just think work. of like the, the 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 bow and arrow nerf gun thing. Damn. <laughs> oh yeah, my brother had one. I had one of those. Oh man. Alright, we really gotta talk about this cartoon. We gotta man. we gotta power through cause... Yeah, we well there's a lot to talk about. I here. finished I didn't, my I, drink. Didn't, I didn't pick a ten minute episode like you guys have been doing. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So cheating. first off, let's first high off, level. GI Joe, good. Cobra, bad. Okay, else, we're done. Do we want to rate? Who it else now? has had the theme song stuck on their head all day? Is it just me? Uh, 
I have since I watched it's it. It's been yes. it's been like pulsing in my head the entire day. Yeah. A it's real a... American hero, GI Joe is there. It's so nineties, and I feel like if I'd grown up watching this show, I would have like this misplaced patriotism that I just don't have <laughs> in general. You know, like, so, you'd just be there. So when you, you know? put, when you put the episode on and the, the theme song was playing, did you did you feel the sudden urge to stand, stand up or and stand salute up the and screen? Salute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Corey started reciting the Pledge of Allegiance and he was like, yeah. where did that fucking come from? <laughs> oh, man. I get it. Because so, when I heard the theme song, I didn't honestly remember the theme song. When I heard it, I was just like, Oh shit, that's good. That, oh, like, it, that's, is, that, it scratches it scratches that itch. Yeah. It's like that old cartoon itch where you're just like, oh man, everything feels right right now. Mm-hmm. This is nice. Made me feel like a kid again. Doesn't matter mm-hmm. how much my leg is bleeding. Everything feels right right <laughs> now. <laughs> so this episode kicks off immediately. And it, it, I, the thing is, with me only having watched this one episode, I don't know if they're all this action-packed. I hope they are, because if they, they are... They pretty much are. I might be diving in deep. From from my um, memory of G.I. Joe, it's there's the storyline is to facilitate the action. Corey, so when you dive in deep out, when you dive in deep, would you be Jar Jar Binks tongue deep? Jar Jar Binks tongue deep. Oh. In G.I. Joe. What the fuck did I just say? Alright. So Cobra <laughs> this episode starts off with Cobra Commander announcing that Cobra has launched an all out attack on the world's energy resources. Do you guys recognize this voice at all? It was very familiar and and I know it we there's a connection and and we've so, talked about it many times. You should know it very well. He's your favorite transformer. That's right. Starscream. Yep, and it's actually Starscream, not Soundwave like you fucks keep saying. <laughs> Damn it, Keith, I was going to say Optimus Prime. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> Keith fucked it for you. I know. So Chris Collins, the voice of uh, everyone's favorite Transformer, except not my favorite Transformer, Starscream is the voice of Cobra Commander, and it's it's crazy that he barely has to change it. It's like literally the same fucking voice. Yeah. <laughs> and these some, would have been some, on TV around just, the same time. <laughs> some people just have a good voice for cartoons, though, mm-hmm. and like that's it. Mm-hmm. It's like you're not a voice actor; you're just you. And that's yeah. That's honestly that's my. Well, I, I I hope that's not his real voice. But you know it is. <laughs> so that's that's everybody you know, in his life would hate him. I hope it is think because they were trying to be backstabbed by him. Because I secretly mm. want to become a voice actor just because it sounds a little bit easier because than you, my job. Yeah, but only if I don't have to make act, other voice. No, yeah, but he's been over is, this. No, it's terrible. No, just, but what if terrible. what if they hear my normal voice and they go, "That's fucking perfect." Oh, okay. So Who? you're the you're the Chris Pratt of this shit. So I'm me. Yeah, I'm me. <laughs> it's a uh, me, Mario. Wahoo! <laughs> <laughs> Wahoo! <laughs> so anyway, his final phase of his plan has him reflect a laser of some sort. Whoa! What the fuck? Is that a sound effect for the laser? <laughs> yep. That was that that's exactly that's what it was. Smashing his glass against his microphone. <laughs> yeah, he, he, re- he reflects the laser off of a satellite and apparently makes some oil tankers disappear. Surrender control. I can't do 
can I do a Starscream slash Cobra Commander voice? Uh, you do Surrender! it. Yeah, okay. That first off, that took um. Sound a little bit like Krang, to be honest. Yeah, it's probably mm. closer to Krang. And I, and I had to use Which is I had fine. to use actual equipment to get my voice to sound like Soundwave for that. Oh. It wasn't just <laughs> yeah. That's not how my voice can just do. Um, surrender control of all your nations to Cobra, or face a new dark age. So, back at the GI Joe headquarters. And the thing is, I had to I had to look up a lot of stuff on this. So because I don't know these characters, and there's a ton of characters. Oh, there's a ton. Thankfully, they do say each other's names kind of often, but still. Yeah, but mm. the thing is, slight slight plot hole, right? So like the bad guys, they're 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 hijacking these big um, like freight carriers of of oil or gas yes. or whatever. But like. Which I, it's a cartoon. I don't want to pull up the strings too hard, but I do just want to say that, like... That's a, not enough. A, a, <laughs> no, but apparently we're going to pretend for this episode that that is the entire world's supply. Mm -hmm. Like, yep. yeah. Every, every, actually, everything that was about to be delivered to every country in the world was on those was boats. Was on those six oil yeah. tankers, yeah. Yeah, so you have to you have to suspend the disbelief a little yeah, bit. A little bit. Mm. And I actually have to give a shout out to uh, GIJoeGuide.com because I had to really look at a synopsis for this because there was just so many proper nouns and proper vehicle names that it would have taken me all day to even figure out. So, yeah, hmm. big shout out to them. Uh Back at G.I. Joe headquarters, Colonel Sharp asks the communications officer, Sparks, sitting next to him, if he was able to trace Cobra's transmission. Unfortunately, the signal was bounced off of a satellite, and Sparks was unable to trace it. Uh, the colonel radios Duke, who is flying with Ace and a Sky Striker. Um, Duke is... I'm pretty sure he's just like the leader of the Joes. Yeah, I was wondering yeah. about that. I have no idea. He's like who the, Duke he's is. their he's their Optimus Prime. I don't understand who Colonel Sharp is in that regard. Like I don't know. So in general, I don't understand military rank. Well, I think that so, so like I, think, I don't I know Duke, how big a colonel is compared to whatever Duke is. <laughs> I think Duke. I think Duke is like the on the ground leader, whereas the okay. colonel's like the guy that doesn't see action that tells Duke like, yeah, hey, he's this, just the guy this, that's closer to the military. Well, he's like, hey, yeah. this the, is the threat. The colonel, Please go fix it. The colonel is a commissioned officer, whereas Duke is a infantryman. Oh, you know, a so general, the colonel you know. makes commissions based on how many people Duke kills. It, well, one's a commissioned <laughs> officer, and one yeah, is, you know... Uh, yeah. <laughs> he he commissions the, the murders. Yes, that's how it works, Keith. In the military, that's, exactly that's how it, it works. Yes. And then the commander, yeah. the commander doesn't make any money off the murders, but he just commands people to murder. Hmm. So Checks Duke out. replies, loud, clear, and ugly, Colonel Sharp. And then he asks Sparks what happened to the tankers. Believing that the tanker simply vanished, Sparks is told by Scarlet on the radio. This whole conversation here was so weird because it's just like back in like 1980, whatever, you guys had group call. 
Oh yeah, yeah. Like pe- people, <laughs> like everybody's just everybody on different vehicles is just on cell, this phone call together. Cell phones were the size of a brick and weighed as much as a as a brick, and they're except just, she has one on her motorcycle. Yeah, exactly. Mm. And and can hear on it. Can you imagine mm-hmm. taking a cell phone? Even nowadays, like unless you had Bluetooth in the helmet, like you couldn't use a cell phone on a motorcycle. Like the wind, hmm. the wind would like fucking destroy. Yeah, it. Like, it'd be impossible. Yeah. Hmm. Um, so Sparks is told by Scarlet on the radio that Cobra has a cloaking device that can hide ships from their most sensitive equipment. Duke radio Scarlet, which I think is weird because weren't they all? On, I, I don't know. I assumed everybody was on the call together because they were all responding to what other people were saying, but mm. who knows. Um, he tells her that if the recently found Cobra hideout on the West Coast has a lead, and he wants it. Yeah, this is weird because they're like, uh, he's like, hey, there's this real nice house with a white picket fence. <laughs> that we just happen to know about. We just happen to know and about. haven't we knocked off yet. Never infiltrated, but they might know what's going on. So yeah. <laughs> it's time for a raid. Let's go to the white neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> so she's just like, and I like a man who knows what he wants. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She is all about the Duke D. Oh, dude, she is. Yeah, she is. Uh, she's thirsty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, she speeds up and threads her motorcycle through some thick traffic, back up in the sky in a different space. I guess uh, Torpedo and Deep Six, who I had never heard of before, I looked them up here, are ordered by Duke to pay a visit to a base in the ocean. Basically, they're hitting all these Cobra bases and places that they know about that they just let exist without fucking up just on the regular, which I feel like, you know, if you Don't. know terrorists exist somewhere and you could just go fuck them up, why not go, go, go fuck them up? Corey, but, Corey, don't, don't pull on don't these strings. Holes. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just so convenient that all these Cobra bases are in places hey, that you can you go know, into your, maybe, maybe they were just mm. really backed up. You know, they had a lot of things like on their laundry list of like, Oh, all a lot these of Cobra, cheese. Yeah, all these mm. Cobra bases that we needed to. And it's like, Oh, okay. You know what? We're finally going to get around to the, the Cobra base that's on the ocean. We're finally going to get around to the, the Cobra hideout. That's in like the nice white neighborhood that like, we've been <laughs> leaving alone for no reason. Cause it's right got a the nice suburbs. white picket fence. Yeah. <laughs> and the angry guy that looks like me that answered the front door, you know, <laughs> he did. <laughs> he did. He's, a little, bit, he's a little bit more muscly than me, but yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> and he wasn't bleeding out the leg profusely. He's just, yeah, that's mm. true. That's true. I didn't see any blood, but you know what? He did get thrown Not out. Yet, so, yeah. yeah. So back at the uh, Cobra base, Cobra commander commends Destro for his cloaking uh, device's ability to fool the Joes and tells him that the weapon will bring Cobra victory. However, Destro warns that G.I. Joe will move against them. Cobra Commander laughs and tells Destro that the Joes must first find them. And how long could they search the globe until they run out of fuel? Once again, tying back to the whole, we have six tankers of fuel. (laughs) You were depending on these six tankers to fill those vehicles up with fuel somehow. Good luck. These are the last six tankers of fuel ever. Yeah. (laughs) Destro is slightly <laughs> impressed by Cobra Commander's cleverness. I don't know why. Uh, however, the arms dealer, 
Destro, does not celebrate victory until the war is won. I always uh, wonder, well, not always, I wonder, because I've not really watched much G.I. Joe, and neither have you guys, does Destro always refer to himself in the third person? Because I was just kind of basing him being my favorite character on how he looked. So... But yeah, I know but nothing is, about him. But the thing is, though, did you notice, though, in the in the actual intro to the episode, there's a sequence where, like, somebody takes him and, like, grabs him and throws him. And, some and like, another Joe, like, catches him and then throws him. And then another Joe catches and throws him. And they're just basically playing hot potato with wow. Destro. I did not see that. Dude, watch yeah. the intro again. Like, three or four yeah. Joes basically just, like, toss like him three. back. Yeah. I think it's just the way they cut it. I don't think they're actually tossing him person to person. I think he's just been... Oh, just this sounds bad. Often. No, just, just Destro's been tossed by the Joes a whole bunch. <laughs> so, <laughs> It's just, but the way they cut it, it looks like they're literally playing like hot potato where they're just throwing him. Yeah, Keith. (laughs) Uh, You know. Jeez. Hey. So, back in the air, Deep Six and Torpedo arrive at the Cobra base in the ocean and are attacked. As they evade the laser fire from Cobra, uh, Torpedo asks Deep Six to drop him off in the water. So, I think both of these guys are water toys mm, yeah would, from I what i understood it, yeah um because I, I feel like i kind of wonder about this because this is like episode seven of the series if all the proper nouns and over describing of things has to do with like reminding people like this is a toy meant to be played in water kind of thing <laughs> or like i'm saying your name a whole lot because i want you to remember that your name is duke you know? Yeah. Mm. Um, I, I mean, especially with having that many characters and your main audience is children, like, makes sense to repeat it. Like, you know, this mm, is back in the era true. where we're like, you used to catch one episode a week on TV. That's you know? true. Mm. Yeah. So, Torpedo slides out the end of the, no, the bottom of the plane. Uh, that's called a shark, I guess. Mm. And... <laughs> As it approaches the base, the two gunners and the turrets jump out because they think Deep Six is going to ram into them. Uh, however, he pulls Sexy. up and tells the Cobra... Yeah, exactly. That's not a, like a sexual <laughs> yeah. maneuver. Yeah, Deep Six <laughs> is going to ram into him. Oh, we got to give you a Deep Six. <laughs> <laughs> He's going like to bend me six. over and ram <laughs> the Deep Six. Say, Corey, yeah, <laughs> an average Six. Holy <laughs> shit. Uh, oh, that was Corey's joke. I was. Uh, it just got lost in the, uh, you know. But yeah, that's. <laughs> Keith, oh, no. wait, 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 wait. We introduced ourselves, Keith. Gonna... How come you didn't say? <laughs> How no. come you didn't say you're Keith Deep Three Barnovsky? <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa, you know... whoa. Hey. Three and a half. Hey. hey. <laughs> Sorry. It just it didn't flow as well. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I, I want to have it. a retort to it. But he, doesn't, he doesn't even currently have the blood flow in his body. I know. Able to even get to three. Tom, Tom, I lost a lot of blood today. <laughs> <laughs> it's... it's 
If he made it to three, he's gonna pass out. <laughs> yeah, and that goes. I mean, there goes the podcast. <laughs> my my new pickup line is, "Hey, baby, it used to be a six, but my legs started bleeding, so <laughs> I got a I got a hydraulic leak." <laughs> So, so in the water, Torpedo dodges uh, some of Cobra's attacks and fires one of his own explosive-tipped harpoons into the missile tube. He gets them with the old uh, uh, down-the-shaft kind of thing. Oh, he does a... a de- in yeah, Star the, Wars. Yeah, the Death yeah. Star. Uh, he fires... In, instead of a proton, proton torpedo, he fires a fucking harpoon. <laughs> torpedo fires a harpoon. Yeah. Yes. Appropriately yeah. named. He should have been named Harpoon. <laughs> yeah. Why would yeah. he be called Torpedo? He has nothing to do with know. torpedoes. Well, I mean, so, if you saw the way he launched off of the ship into the water, he kind of did. He like, is the torpedo. He's yeah. he's the torpedo. The oh. torpedo launches harpoons, and you don't want to know what the harpoon <laughs> launches. So the whole base starts to explode, and the Cobra <laughs> agents. One thing you'll notice is because they don't want any death in their cartoon, everybody always gets to bail out. Yeah, like <laughs> no one s- ever goes down with the ship. No one ever gets exploded. There's a lot of parachutes going on. I was like I was gonna say that GI Joe was much more violent than I remembered, except for that fact. It's like mm. you know, like they are literally doing things to murder each other on both sides the entire episode. Yet nobody actually seems to die. Like they're all it, using airsoft guns. Like it's like both sides are stormtroopers from yes, Star Wars. Yes. Hmm. They can only hit vehicles, not people. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so the Cobra agents evacuate, and as Deep Six joins Torpedo in the ocean, uh, Cobra eels attack with a sonar gun that scrambles the Joe's brains. Uh, Deep Six angrily states that he likes it quiet in the ocean and swims towards the eels, grabs the gun, and smashes their visors one by one before breaking the gun. That's a man that has children. Why did they just float there and take it? Uh, I don't know, but that's a man that has children. He's like, like I told you to shut the fuck up. Like that, third, <laughs> that third guy has to be like, oh, no, he's going to do that to me, too? Oh, he did it to me. Because he's using the butt of the gun yeah. on each one. Like, it's not like he's like he doing it. He didn't even do different... it like, really fast. He just kind of like, boom. <laughs> boom. <I> mean... <laughs> Boom! I think the like, th- what? Well, I think the third guy was just like I also want an excuse. He to just leave. accepted his fate. <laughs> yeah. But did you notice that he um, he broke the gun in half with his bare hands immediately after that? Like, yeah, he, he used the gun as a fucking club, and then he was just like, <laughs> "Well, I've gotten all the things that I could use out of this. Let me just crack it in half." Mm. <laughs> it's not like this thing fires bullets or lasers or whatever. Yeah. Or uh, sound waves. I don't know. Mm. It was. It was just. It was. To me, that was funny. Where it was just like he cracks the three masks, and then he's just like, "Well, let's just break this over my knee and just toss it." <laughs> All right. So out of the water, uh, Duke and Ace, who are flying above a jungle that contains diamonds and oil, receive a transmission for from Torpedo, who explains that the Cobra base would make a nifty aquarium. 
and that he did not find a clue on the whereabouts of the missing oil tankers. Suddenly, Ace and Duke are attacked by Cobra Rattlers. Two missiles are fired from the Rattlers, but Ace destroys them both with his own missiles, then dives into a canyon. So, one of the Rattlers is destroyed as debris from uh, a rock overhang strikes his engine, thanks to Ace's evasive flying tactics and the Cobra's own missile. Uh, <laughs> the next Rattler is destroyed when its wing scrapes against the canyon wall. There's, um, there's also, like, a mention of Duke saying, like, something to the effect of, like, Ace, like, they that's why they call him an Ace pilot, Ace. Uh-huh. And it was like, oh, dad joke. Yeah. Dad joke number one. So there was also, <laughs> in this scene, a an animation fail. Um, right before the second uh, plane goes down, the pilot is shown in a close-up as, you know, a Cobra pilot wearing blue. And then when he ejects and, like, hits his uh, parachute, he's wearing red. Uh, There's, like, two different yes. style of Cobra troopers. Yeah. And they're usually red or blue. And he, like, switched. He, like, changed outfits before he bailed out or something. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's making a fashion statement. Yeah. Well, this is this one looks better on me as I'm floating down from, yeah. you know, failing. Uh, so... As Duke, uh, as uh, Ace turns to look at Duke, who offers his congratulations on some excellent dogfighting, a third Rattler clips the Sky Striker's wing. The Joes eject, but the Cobra Rattler shoots open their parachutes, causing them to fall into a river. This is one. This is, I would say, the first of many times in this episode where it's just like, if you just fucking put a gun to somebody and take care of the situation. You solve so many of your fucking problems and you, you're going to get s- such a fucking raise in your terrorist organization. You're going to get, you're going to climb the ranks of Cobra, you know, mm. just fucking kill him. That's the Joe leader right there. And you shoot his parachute, not him. Yeah. Come on, that's man. Not, that's, that's a rookie move. It's Come also, on, I'm man. pretty sure a war crime, um, to shoot somebody who's parachuting. To, yeah. Once Is that a thing? Yeah, I'm pretty sure once somebody's parachuting, you're not supposed to shoot them or the parachute if you're still in a, a an airborne. Huh. Yeah. So, never heard of that. I, I, I could see why it would make sense, but I would think that all's fair. Because, like, it's... what happens when they hit the ground? Do you, Are you allowed to capture them? Are you yeah, allowed to kill them? If they're in enemy territory at that point... You have point, to wait think... for them to so, like, yeah, hit what the ground su- before you can fire at them? What you're supposed to do is, you're if they're parachuting... Like, if they're parachuting because they parachuted from getting shot down, not, like, parachuting in, right? Mm-hmm. Like, if you're getting dropped in... Right, paratroopers parach- Yeah, paratroopers with, like, fully armed pilots weapons Pilots who have and to whatever. bail because they're... Planes yeah. are going down, yeah. So, like, if you shoot down another plane, he ejects, you're supposed to let him, like, be able to hit the ground, and then he's supposed to get captured. Like, you're not supposed right. to, like, you know, shoot him while he's just floating casually in midair, because that's kind of, like... 
versus what if he's, a real what if he's got a pistol on him and he doesn't want to get captured? I don't know. What if he's got three no, inches of rage? The rules. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's, no, he's broken the rules. You know, so it's, I, don't know. I don't know. I mean, the thing is, like, what's the penalty then? I mean, you're not gonna like. So if you even if you have a pistol, get slapped on, on the wrist. Like if a plane flies by, you're not gonna like shoot it with a pistol and like shoot the pilot out of it. Like that's that's yeah. not gonna happen. Like you'll hit the ground, whoa, maybe have a pistol. Whoa, like, whoa! Did you not play Battlefield 1940? <sighs> whatever, <laughs> yeah. 42. Yeah, I remember. Remember you guys when we were. Uh, teenagers and we went to what was the house of that games horrible place yeah that yeah. place that doesn't exist anymore it was super it expensive like a year yeah. after it yeah started existing but i i do have to admit so. that was like the first time i did like a land gaming thing mm-hmm. and it was really fun playing battlefield 1942 and then like a year and a half later i went to college and everyone on my floor would play that fridays you know Looking back, I remember doing like the land parties there. I only, mm-hmm. I think I only went there once, mm. and I remember thinking like, "This is a weird way to play." <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was because like I always assumed you'd be like at your own house playing a computer game against people. They're just like we're all in the same room. This is weird. I feel I didn't realize that was a thing. Yeah, well, <laughs> it is. It is a little weird because then there's also like strangers that start playing in the same games as you. But mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which, which is like at the same time when you're playing multiplayer online, it's all strangers. But I feel like what was weird about it is that like for some, if not all of us, it was like, oh, let's go to this place, sp- pay money, buy the hour to play this game that, that we you could, could play at home. Yeah, we could just play yeah. at home on our home computers. And played, mm-hmm. it, it, we could just join a game with our friends on our home computers and not spend all this money. Yeah. Okay. I well, was... I couldn't. That's the difference because I had freaking dial-up. I had AOL dial-up at uh, that point. Well, I so could not. Thing. I play couldn't either. I couldn't either. But I was highly against paying that amount of money. I don't remember how much it was, but at the time it seemed like a lot. Yeah, it was a pretty good play amount. something that I didn't like. I felt like the amount you paid was disproportionate to the amount of enjoyment you got. Yeah, and like well, you got you, to take nothing with you, kind it, of thing. It, if you played as, uh, I think, like you played different classes, maybe or maybe you didn't. I don't know. I just remember playing that game, and once I was able to throw like a couple sticks of dynamite or a couple like you know, dynamite things that you detonate remotely. I threw them into the back of like somebody's Jeep and I watched them drive away and I, and I heard them cause we were, we had the headsets on and they were, they were going to come and try to run me down. And right before they ran me down, I blew them up. So they flew up like the Jeep flew over my character and landed mm. right behind me. And I heard the guy down the hall, like you bastard. <laughs> um, so I, I I, I I have a lot of good memories of that game. Not so much from when we played it, but like a year and a half after that, I played it a lot with those guys uh, in college. Yeah, so. yeah. Well, I mean, it was probably a better experience when it didn't cost you $10 for an hour. That's yeah. true. It didn't cost me anything when we were playing, yeah. Yeah, so back in the show here, uh, they get shot down, they fall into the river, they climb out of the river, and they are captured immediately by Major Blood. And a tribe known as Quest. Nope. 
a tribe known as the Yellow Mamo. Yama, ya, oh my god. I learned about them in anthropology 20 years ago. Yeah, Yama, yeah, Yama, yeah, Yama, I can't pronounce yeah, it. Yeah, I've had too many I think, drinks. It's, I think it's Yagamamo. Yanamamo. Yamana. Uh, it's Yaga. Yagamamo. I'll get it. I'll, I learned, I'll get I learned it. about them in, I think, sociology um, mm. when I was in college. But they're in, what, the Amazon, I believe? Yes, yep. Um, I don't know. It's, I didn't realize this was real. Yanomami. Yeah, it was it was it was based on a real tribe. Yes. And it's because it's it's heavily documented. Like there's been a lot of anthropologists that have actually visited them and documented like their culture and whatnot, and they've had other than the people that have come in and studied them, they've had little to no um influence from the outside world and the local government, um or that country's government actually if you want to visit that tribe, you have to actually get permission, permission from the government yeah. to do it because they don't want people to like disturb their way of living kind of thing, which well, that, seems like so you don't very, want to violate their prime directive over there. Yeah, exactly. Kind of, which seems <laughs> well, very, very like weird. Cause it's just like, Oh no, these people, they could have a much more comfortable life, but Keith? we want to continue letting the them Amish? just hunt Keith? for food. Every I can day. explain. I can explain. Uh huh. Uh, I learned this in anthropology. It's because there was this famous anthropologist. Uh, I can't remember his full name, but Napoleon was his first name. And he went uh, there. Bon- Bonaparte. No, not Bonaparte, <laughs> but it, Napoleon it was know, part of his to. name. And he, he went over there to study, and he did all these documentaries, I think in like the 60s and 70s. And uh, he kind of, if I remember correctly, he skewed sort of the narrative he he was trying to portray them as a certain way of like they did a certain way of living and uh he was trying to sort of describe them as being like a warring tribe at one point and as it turns out behind the scenes he introduced you know machetes to the tribe which this tribe never had metal before right because there's no way to process it and all of a sudden you know, him and people he knew started supplying the tribe with machetes so they could go after other people. Or and he started doing that with nearby oh, tribes, shit. and they so started warring with each other. This is real. literally the same story from yes, yeah. exactly. That's that's where they got this from. So as soon yeah. as I saw this, I was like, oh shit, that's the Napoleon guy, that that blood guy. <laughs> you know, major uh, blood, major um, blood. Yeah. <laughs> do you recognize his voice? He has a very specific voice. It it is it was pretty familiar. So Daniel Day Michael Lewis. Bell, oh, Michael man. Bell, voice actor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Also, if you remember the Transformers movie, not Rekgar specifically, but the other Junkians that were on <laughs> Planet Junk, mm. he voices them. Hmm. Hmm. So back in the United States, here, an elderly lady approaches a house. And tells the burly owner that she is lost and doesn't have any money. And I said, go the fuck away. <laughs> I would have said the same thing, too. That's a weird thing. <laughs> like, no, you can't use my phone. Get the fuck out of here. Um, yeah, well, that's the thing is, you can't use that excuse anymore. Because like, it's just like, lady, you don't have a cell phone? Come on. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Um, after telling her to beat it, the lady tosses the owner over her shoulder and bursts into the house only to see several Cobra agents relaxing. Practically just like 
Might as well have been playing. That's, that's the cro- it's the Cobra Airbnb, to be honest. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty <laughs> they're much. In, they're in full uniform, too. Full like, uniform, they make just no hanging attempts out. To, to blend in with well, their they, surroundings. They have to, though. It's like the KKK. If they take off the mask, <laughs> everybody's going to fucking know who they are. Yeah. <laughs> so the elderly lady rips off her clothes. <laughs> which is a statement I didn't think I'd ever have to read out loud. Um. And mask to reveal her true identity. It's Scarlet, one of the GI Joes. Uh, the Cobras attack, but Scarlet deftly swats them all aside until only one agent is left conscious. Uh, let's talk tankers, she says. Unfortunately, he doesn't know where Cobra Commander Destro or the tankers are located, and tells Scarlet that he wouldn't lie with since his life is in her hands. <laughs> it seemed very like ungenuine like it's just like she's basically uh, i'm trying to draw a parallel she must basically be black widow yes absolutely but at the same time she also didn't murder any i can understand him saying that if she just fucking slaughtered everybody in there yeah or if she's like the known hitman of the gi joe's kind of thing and and he was just like i wouldn't lie especially not since you have my life in your hands and it's just like You don't. She's not going to kill you either way. Like you, mm. you could just lie. It's fine. All right. So, Cobra Commander occupies the airwaves again and informs the to the world. Oh, it's poorly written. Uh, informs the world that its indecision has cost them another oil tanker. As the oil tanker explodes, Sparks shouts out in glee, and Colonel Sharp asks, "What's wrong with him?" Sparks explains that he has been working on a scanner that can detect remote control frequencies, and if he can get it working within the hour, the next time a tanker is destroyed, he can locate Cobra's base. So, as Duke in, uh, back in the jungle, as Duke and, um, Ace are, ex- yeah. Ace are escorted by Major Blood, there's so many proper nouns here, it's fucking with me, um, <laughs> in the yellow mamo tribesmen duke asks how major blood convinced the tribe to side with cobra major blood explains that they simply provided the tribe with superior firepower so that they can defeat a neighboring village they had been at war with for years like <laughs> tom was saying mm-hmm. and what does cobra receive nothing these lads will miss just the means to stop the world yeah. I don't really know what that means. I'm assuming they need the uh the diamonds. The diamonds for their their scheme. Yeah. Um so Duke <laughs> winks at Ace, who immediately doubles over, falls to the ground and winces in pain. Duke explains that he must have been injured in the fall and could be suffering from internal bleeding. Which is uh, once again, this is yet another situation where it's just like major blood. You're gonna be fucking colonel blood or Sergeant Blood, or whatever is higher than Major, if you just put fucking bullets in Duke and Ace here. Yeah. <laughs> you solve a like, whole lot of Cobra problems if I, you just go... I feel like what they didn't what they didn't explain is that, like, it was... He needed to make it look like it was an accident. Like, they didn't get killed by people, right? Mm. I feel like that was what he was trying to do. It's just like, oh, they need to die, but, like, or it like, needs to be not by us. 
maybe he's like a sociopath or a psychopath <laughs> that like really likes to torture people. I could see that maybe, and he's just like, well. I'm a super villain, so I need you to yes, die like, in the most ridiculous way. Like, but, but listen, I had all this, these tribesmen spent all this time digging this big pit and, and catching all and these gathering snakes. gathering all these snakes. And putting all the snakes into And then all the snakes died because we forgot to it's feed like them they, the first time. It's not time. like they just fall in there themselves. <laughs> so then, yeah, so we had to find all the new snakes to eat the old snakes. First you have to capture all the snakes. Yeah. And then uh, once once we caught all the snakes, we realized we didn't have a pit to put the snakes in. But we're getting terrible. ahead of ourselves because we haven't even mentioned there's a pit filled with snakes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so Major Blood orders the tribesmen to carry Ace, and soon they all reach a pit filled with snakes. There we go. Uh, suddenly Ace recovers, and the Joes attack their enemies and overwhelm them with the power of being he, heroes. He like, he like announces it though. He just goes, yes. it's a miracle. I recovered. It's like, yep. dude, don't blow up your own spot. You so I, I feel like so many of the action scenes here are made for like, Hey, you got your toys, kids, right? Play along. Yeah. Kind of. Totally. Cause it's just like the Joes can seemingly do no wrong. Mm. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, they're the good I, guys. I feel like, the, I don't know. I, I feel like that's something I could see myself getting annoyed with the more I watch, but I think because we're picking it apart right now and it's something that I'm thinking about rather than just something that is glossed over. I, I think that if you just had this on while you were like working and stuff, Oh like, yeah. You'd, like, you'd it's be like, yep. like, Oh cool, man. This is awesome. Yeah. Mm. But uh, yeah, if you're sitting there intently trying to scrutinize it, it would be probably frustrating to a certain yeah. point. Not to mention this episode doesn't even feature Snake Eyes or or Storm Shadow, which are like the coolest members because they're ninjas. Yeah. So, this isn't even like this can't even be the top tier, you know. Um, so <laughs> they attack their enemies, and Major Blood falls into the pit, but doesn't really fall all the way in, and climbs out after catching the side of the wall. He orders the tribesmen to catch the Joes, and they rush off. So back at the base, uh, Sparks is working and is interrupted by Colonel Sharp asking for a progress report. However, there's a small meltdown inside the device, and Sparks tells the Colonel, Not now, I've got work to do. It kind of reminded me of Tom. No, he like he, <laughs> he soldered it wrong, and it fucking blew up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Duke and Ace... Enter the village of the Yellow Mamo and discover it has been turned into an airstrip. At the end of the airstrip, there is a diamond mine that is used to turn fuel. This is like... <sighs> All the levels of convenience here remind me of D&D. <laughs> Where it's just like, but of course there's a diamond mine right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you found the bad guy's base and there's a diamond Here's mine. Here's how you get away. Yeah. Mm. You're stuck in the Amazon, so what do you need? You need a plane, so there's an airstrip. So, of course, like, the problem is, though, is that, like, well, uh, granted, G.I. Joe's unlike a D&D party. We would have focused real hard on stealing as many diamonds as possible. True, <laughs> true. And, and also, like, you can't split the party, and there's there's only two-man teams here. True. Mm. but like, Duke, So you'd obviously get overwhelmed. Duke is mm-hmm. just like, nah, like, we're just gonna blow it up. It's cool. <laughs> yeah, so this is how you know you're a fucking hero. You could rush armed infantry infantrymen 
get flanked by the people you just escaped from and just rush barehanded and knock some people out and take take their planes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All that's, while everybody's shooting at you and it's fine. That's what we do it's in America. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the American dream right there. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um so <laughs> Duke tells one of the Cobra guys to eat hot knuckle snake face and knocks him out after Ace already steals a plane. Um Ace flies into the air while Duke uh, drives his plane into the entrance of the mine. <laughs> the plane explodes, destroying uh, the remaining aircraft on the ground. That was such, like... Yeah. Of course it worked out that way. Yep. And it was such a spectacular set of explosions. I watched yeah. that a second time uh, right before we started podcasting. I was just like... "Is It seems almost excessive how many explosions mm-hmm. come out yep. of that. <laughs> Chain reaction right there. Yeah. So Ace lands and asks Duke, need a taxi, mister? Which sounds like a weird pickup line, but sure. Um, (laughs) Back at the base, Sparks finishes building the remote frequency scanner and attaches it to the main communication monitor at Joe's headquarters. As Cobra tells the world that uh, since he has not yet received the surrender of the world from your so-called leaders... He will destroy another tanker. As the ship explodes, Spark shouts and tells everyone that the Cobra base is off the coast of Patagonia. And that the ships are in the Falklands. Hmm. That's, um, that's where my intro came from. It's just Duke's yeah, Duke amazing dad line. Yeah, he tells Sparks to quit Patagoniaing himself on the back and mobilize the... The assault forces, which, which also <laughs> that sounds was, like a crazy he, sex the move. Way, so you could tell, <laughs> you could tell when he's reading the line that the voice actor is definitely like, "What the fuck?" Oh, yeah, totally. Because like he like pauses in the middle of saying it. He's like Patagoniaing yourself on yeah. the back. Like, <laughs> that, was, that was probably the best take they could get out of him. <laughs> They're just like, "Yep." There you go. Quit patagoniaing yourself on the back. I mean, <laughs> that was interesting. It does. It does sound like something weird involving straps and I don't know mm. a, a moving a moving vehicle or I don't know. <laughs> oh. So, in the next scene, we have all the toys, all the toys: sky strikers, whales, sharks, dragonflies. They're all attacking the Cobra base. Um, after Scarlet's Sky Striker is hit, she ejects and aims her crossbow at the Cobra Rattler, flying straight towards her. However, she spots Ace and Duke at the helm, and the Joes uh, fly the Rattler towards the Cobra Ground Forces, who shot Scarlet's plane down and destroy them. Uh, while Cutter and Rock and Roll, which I super had no idea who were, uh, cut off several Cobra agents. Duke is greeted with a hug by Scarlet after him and Ace land. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me, Corey. Uh, yeah, I I know you don't know much about GI Joe, and, and yeah, yeah, we yeah, don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I think I'm starting to get a cold, and my Uh-oh. throat's getting kind of, you know. Keith, it's actually your fault somehow. Yeah, Tom, sorry. Yeah. It's, it's actually pronounced Gijo. It's Gijo. 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 Since you don't know as much, or I thought you, you knew a little more about Gijo than we did, but um, you explained how you pretty much had the same level of knowledge we do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I was just, I, I actually have it written down here, our Scarlet and uh, Duke a couple, which a little oh. later kind of gets answered. They, but. Yeah, they they definitely they so definitely what, are. Uh, so what they do is they, they yeah they feels they, like an inappropriate workplace relationship. They, they both get That's turned true. on by violence, and then <laughs> and yeah. then they they mack it at the end of every episode. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, you got to watch Check the out. at the after credit scene is what you know. Okay, Keith, I waited for an after, after credit scene for this one, and there wasn't one. Hmm. You, well, that's because you watched it you got to keep waiting, Tom. Oh. So the after credit scene is the next episode. Oh, you get, get the VHS ah, tapes. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Cobra Commander blames Destro for the, the discovery of his base, since his remote control was supposedly untraceable. Disbelieving that the Joes have such a scanner, Destro and Cobra Commander are attacked inside their control room by the Joes, and Scarlet tells Destro that they can now track his frequencies, which seemed unnecessary, because why do you let everybody know how you did everything? Mm. Just like, hey, stop using that forever. Pretty much. Mm. Um, Scarlet destroys the cloaking device machine, the writing here is a little bit redundant, um, <laughs> with an arrow, and after Duke destroys the remote detonator, he tries to escort Cobra Commander away. Yeah, hold on. Duke destroys the remote detonator, but let's be honest, that thing was just a remote control with a button on it, <laughs> and if he threw that thing, he threw it against the ground to break it, and if he threw it at the wrong angle, he was blowing up another tanker. So, yeah. <laughs> probably. This, the yeah. whole problem is, the thing is, this has happened in more than just this show, where like people have a detonation device, and they break it by throwing it against the ground, I'm like... What if you threw it button first, you asshole? Yeah. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Come on. What if it bounces weird? Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, anyway. Let's go, Chrome Cheeks. There's a nice dank cell waiting for it. And then he gets interrupted by uh, Cobra Commander releasing a gas that paralyzes Duke, Scarlet, and Ace. Nope. Paralyzes Duke. Yeah. Yeah. Period. Scarlet and Ace rush to help their teammate. And Destro and Cobra Commander escape. Hey, hey, but, hey. but, 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 uh, oh, god damn it, where is it? Oh, here it is. Yeah, we'll nail them next time, Duke. <laughs> uh, Ace says that, and I just thought to myself, I bet you every episode well, ends with a line like the that. Is, no, the thing is, does he say we'll, or I think he says you'll nail him next time, Duke? Like, mm. Probably. I think he said actually like I might will. not be in the next episode. So, yeah, so, Ace so, knew. Because we need we need, we need more, we more toys. toys. <laughs> figures moving. But this yep. is the weird thing though, is that you can misconstrue that into a sexual statement of like, oh yeah, you're gonna nail him next time. And instead, <laughs> every, every time 
every time he doesn't oh. catch Cobra Commander, he he turns around and takes Scarlet out on a date instead. <laughs> hey, he's got to let out those frustrations, I guess. I mean, yeah. she's, she's always there for she's, him. I just, I feel bad. Go Joe! Go Joe! Oh no! I always, you know, I was always. I was always confused because I would I would assume that the main character would be named Joe in some way. Yeah, but and he's named not. Duke. It's <laughs> like is is like his name. Yeah, but Joe also, Duke? also isn't Duke it like Joe? also isn't it interesting that like as far as I know, GI for GI Joe is General General Infantry, infantry. Yeah. and they are a very specialized <laughs> team that is definitely not part of the General Infantry. Thank you for bringing that up because that's on my list of things I wanted to talk about. <laughs> They're like essentially yeah. Navy fucking SEALs, <laughs> like, yeah. Navy SEALs that could wear whatever the fuck Marines. they want to wear. Yeah. So 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 as. Duke and Scarlet fly home. Uh, Scarlet basically offers up the cheeks. Um, <laughs> still disappointed about Cobra Commander slipping away. Duke simply replies, "I guess." <laughs> He's like, "Well, I gotta do something with this erection." <laughs> basically. <laughs> so then she suggests that they can simply go back to headquarters, or that he could always take her to dinner in a movie. Now you're cooking with gas, he says cheerfully. As he pilots the uh, the Sky Striker into a dive, he tells Scarlet, I just hope we can find a parking place. <laughs> so, like I said and alluded to earlier, I wasn't into this uh, as a kid. I might I might be a late bloomer on this, but it's a dangerous prospect. Mm-hmm. How many... Blue lasers or red lasers out of ten? Would you give GI Joe? Cobra stops the world. Uh, I eight. Like, uh, eight. I give it. Eight. You waited too long. Yeah. Eight. <laughs> I was listening to you do just draw it out, and I said, you know what? If he doesn't do it after I count to a certain number, I'm going to interrupt him. <laughs> Uh, so eight. I give it one and a half. (laughs) Yes. Uh, I'm sorry, but uh, I'll go first this time, which normally I never go first and I rarely go second. I'm usually last, but, um, (laughs) (laughs) no, I, that sounds like you're bragging about (laughs) I'm just saying, <laughs> statistically, if you go back and look at all that's our true, episodes, true, I, true, I'm true. usually the one that gives the last rating. But uh, this time I, I was eager because I even wrote down, I'm going to give it a solid eight. And I feel like if I watch <laughs> more. <laughs> Tom, that's, you, that's better than that, that three and a half. Yeah, I was going to say, you, you, know, you know that you're also <laughs> Irish, right? Is that... <laughs> Keith, Keith. I mean, are you planning on using mine too? I don't. I don't think there's a believable world where Tom's actually giving it a solid eight. Gonna, you gonna throw them both in there? God damn it! Okay, he's grown a second one, Keith. Oh, okay. Uh, And now you know why I never go first. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But anyhow, I was going to say, 
and eight because um you know i like the fast pace uh i i like how the story it, it, there was a real solid story except there were a couple little strings like Corey started to pull on um and even Keith pointed out, yeah, there's only six oil tankers left in the whole world. I kept thinking to myself, did Cobra go and blow up every single gas station in the country? Did they, they like, destroy every battery? Did every they... gas station's empty right now. Yeah, it's like this... So, uh, anyhow, so s stuff like that kind of picked away at it and, and kind of took me out of the situation, you know. I ruined the... Yeah, like, how, how long does... How many hours or how many days does the story actually take place over? Yeah, it, it, it makes it, sense if it was over the course of like a week. Yes, maybe maybe two weeks, not three hours. Yeah, it was so fast paced, but at the same time, I kind of appreciate it because it kept me engaged, constantly engaged with the speed it was going. But it wasn't going so fast that it lost me. So I, I enjoyed it, and I thought to myself. Damn, I, I think I kind of missed something as a kid. I f would like to watch the next episode and, and see if this solid 8 turns into a solid 9 <laughs> or if it turns into a soft 6. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think I'll go next. And I, I'd like to give it a solid 8.5, which, well, which is just about as realistic. <laughs> it's a little bit more believable. Because you could use the solid eight, but still <laughs> not correct. The word. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I just hurt myself laughing. Um, yeah, solid eight point five. Uh, will very likely watch more. Mm. Should I? Eh, probably not for my wallet's sake. <laughs> So I'll leave it to Keith. End up buying a whole bunch of GI Joes. Mm -hmm. um, I'm unfortunately not going to rate it as high, just because I don't. I didn't. I didn't get to see. Like I enjoyed it, right? But like I'm, I'm not going to watch anymore. I don't know. Like it, it was fine. It didn't suck me in the same way. Um, uh, so I'm not well, gonna, maybe if you had three, to, you only had three to work with, so yeah, yeah exactly. You know, it didn't it didn't make a an airtight seal on it. Uh, <laughs> so I was I was gonna rate it like a six and a half. I thought it was I thought it was good. I thought that when I watched the show as a kid, um, it was plenty entertaining. I just I even as a kid, like I didn't super seek it out. Like if it was on, I was gonna watch it, but I didn't super seek it out. I had a couple GI Joe toys. I feel like I would have given a little bit higher rating if it was one of those episodes that was like, you know, and knowing there's half the battle, like at the end of the, because that was, that <laughs> oh, was man. like, yeah. it's, the, it's the end stinger oh. that you're missing. Well, yeah. Cause honestly, that I was, bumped it up the for whole me too. episode, that was what I remembered. So like the mm -hmm. whole episode I was waiting for it and then it didn't happen. I was like, what the fuck GI Joe did I watch as a kid? Like <laughs> I was like confused. Um, but ultimately, like, I think that as, I think that as a 90s cartoon, uh, keeping your attention, having the storyline flow, like, it was very fast-paced, tons of action. It had, dude, the Patagonia on your back, like, that, like, <laughs> I mean, yeah. it was, it was good. Oh, you know what, I, I'll bump it up a little bit, I'll give it a seven for that, because, because it did have a couple dad jokes in there, and, uh, you know. <laughs> 
the, the, the dad, aroused. The, the dad jokes, yeah, the dad jokes can be a chubby. <laughs> so, you know, but I think overall it was a fine show. I just, it's one of those shows that like, you know, there's shows that like we definitely want to watch more of. There's shows that like, it's like, oh, I would, but I probably can't because of whatever reasons. This is one of those shows that I'm like, I'm glad that I watched it, but like, I would need... I would need a reason to watch this, and I don't think it that like also, my daughter is gonna get into GI exactly. Joe. I was gonna say it's mm. also a weird spot to be like, "Hey, this is a cartoon from my childhood." They shoot a lot of guns at each other. Yeah, they try to kill each and other. Now they don't. They don't they kill don't. each other ever. <laughs> yeah, but they still shoot a lot of guns at each other. I mean, they they try yeah. to kill each other. They just don't though. Yeah, get it? <laughs> like, uh, yeah. I mean. <laughs> I'd rather have her watch plenty of other things. I mean, you know, like we, you know, we've gone through it. She's watched some other old things from, from my childhood. She's watched are, more old things than most kids her age. Probably. Mm. And not like, like, I mean, I don't know. Haven't even gotten into like some of the really things, good man. Stuff. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> she's watched Ninja Turtles. She's watched like a couple different Super Mario shows. Like yeah, she hasn't and, watched Transformers yet, so she hasn't gotten uh, into the real. Good no, stuff. but you know what though? Transformers is another one of those and things. It, honestly, Transformers and GI Joe is probably in the same bucket for me. Where it's mm. like I watched it, I understood it. I didn't like schedule the time to watch it and seek see. it out. I didn't have a ton of Transformer toys. Like. See, mm. the thing is, and this is kind of a spoiler for you guys, I guess, I've kind of given up on trying to balance out the shows I pick, because I feel like between the three <laughs> of us, we yeah. kind of balance out anyway. Totally. Yeah. Because unless, I'm, unless I want to pick an episode of Bluey, there's not really any new cartoons that I have any fucking interest in in the slightest. Well, yeah, because so this thing is, I, I'll peg it right here. I pick mostly new stuff. Corey picks mostly old stuff, and Tom picks all the porn. Yeah. What? <laughs> I mean, sorry, weird. Technically, weird stuff. technically, I think I picked more porn than Tom. The, the, I mean, and from, didn't you also not porn? Yeah, I was gonna say Keith's picked more porn than me. No. Suggest suggestive scenes, maybe. There was one. There was one thing that I thought about suggesting because uh, I'll t- I'll tell you off the podcast. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll put that on the bonus episode. Yeah, yes, <laughs> it was it was weird. Um, but like I was saying, you're probably going to be seeing a lot of old cartoons from me, just because I, I'm just kind of leaning into it at this mm. point. Because it used to be like I would try and uh, balance it out, and it's just like I tried to find a new cartoon. I looked, and unless I picked something kind of like Keith picks things, where he's just like, "Ah, this exists. Let's see." But like, I can't, I can't care about that. You know, it's hard because it's hard for me to do that. For the most part, though, is that like I'll pick something. When I do that, I do watch it first. Mm Hmm. And I at least go like, oh, this this looks like weird or crazy or whatever. And I'll watch the episode and I'll be like, yeah. all right, that passes the test. Like, or let's go and watch it. Or I could mm. see myself doing something where I pick an, another episode of something we've already watched. Like I could I could definitely watch another oh, episode is, of Craig of the Creek. Yeah, totally fine. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> I could show uh, you guys. I, I could mean, I could show careful. you guys an episode of the Uncle from Another World. We we gotta be I watched the whole series. <laughs> we gotta be careful because we could just turn it into a Bluey podcast because there's like yeah, I know that's, that's the slippery slope though. Yeah, because mm-hmm. like um, we we have done two episodes of Bluey. That's the only show that we've done more than one episode of, and that's true. why like I'm I'm afraid of doing a third one because I feel like at that point we'll at just that be point, like, we're, yeah. well, you know what, guys, let's just go top to bottom on Bluey, and then we'll figure mm-hmm. out what we're going to do with our lives after we're done. <laughs> like, well, and spoilers, it would probably also be another nine point five or ten aggregate. <laughs> yeah. Well. Um, I, yeah. Bluey knows what they're doing. There are yeah, some I episodes do. that are. I, the funny thing is that there are some episodes that are maybe just not quite as good. I feel like that's we'd, true. We'd still probably give them like eights, though. Like, it's, mm-hmm. yeah, it's still high quality. Yeah, mm-hmm. but if you thought this podcast was high quality, please go and leave us a five star rating on Apple Podcast. One of the ways you could really help us out is letting your friends know how awesome this podcast is, especially if Keith hasn't offended you. No, I totally <laughs> It's very totally possible did. he has. Yeah. Uh, and for that, we aren't that sorry because it's going to happen over and over and over again. But mm-hmm. really like you guys to drive safe. Hopefully you didn't pass out in the, uh, the blood talk earlier. Um once again, just my ever attempt to alienate our user base. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's start off with the, the gore. Yeah. Uh, ah! Drive safe. Until all are one. I've been Corey. I've been Tom. Make sure if you Patagonia, it's with consent. <laughs> Yo, Joe! <laughs> 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 uh, I love it. Uh... Bye-bye. Slits fights. Dick.